I'm your host Zoe and today we will be discussing Superman and Lois season 2 episode 13 titled All Is Lost. As per usual, I'd like to remind you to follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts and when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. Secondly, you can follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further information about this podcast. And finally, you can financially support this podcast on your just 99 cents. The link will be in the description down below. Forgive me if I'm sounding a bit tired. I am. I've had a long day today and I wanted to push this video out or this episode out. I said I was going to post today and I don't like going back on my word in the uh, in the in the vein of Naruto. But because of my situation right now, I actually have a busy day tomorrow. I'm going to keep this brief, questionably 10 minutes, which is typically where uh rare. Um and honestly, I don't have a lot of to say about this episode so let's get into the synopsis clark and lois disagree on the best way to figure out if ali austin went to the inverse world john henry makes a surprising discovery so what i i really didn't like this episode <laughs> especially coming off the backs of the last two episodes i think this episode really hinders because of it and that's just natural even when i talk about avatar um i rate i base my rating off of other episodes as well so i'm like ooh, can i put this episode over this episode or if i come off a really good episode the next episode that fails it's 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 gonna it's it's gonna feel that it's gonna feel that weight in its score and I, I thought this episode is a prime example of this. If this episode was earlier in the season, I think this is why I dislike this episode. Because it is clearly filler. Like, half the stuff that happens in this episode... It's like we're, we're already rehashing certain things. Like, we're already rehashing that, you know, Lana and Kyle's relationship. We're already rehashing that Lana is... um struggling with keeping this secret we're already rehashing you know like the scene with jordan where he goes to um lana at her job i'm like this kid just can't read the room we saw last episode of the or it was either last episode or the episode before when he's like but mom i love sarah and i'm like sure you do okay and i'm not trying to discredit kids you know i was once his age you know five years ago i was 15 but and there were a lot of people i thought i had strong feelings for but i didn't so he wants to be like 
but I love Sarah, uh, 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 and I'm sure he actually loves Sarah, but it's the immaturity, and obviously he's 15, so what else do I expect, but it's just, we've already rehashed this, and it's the kind of, like, wimpy attitude, I guess, Jordan has about it that really bothers me, and I really like in the other episode when John L. shows up, and he fights him, and then towards the end, when John L. and him are back on the ground, he says, this is for my brother, and he says it with authority, and obviously, I understand that he steps up to occasion when he needs to, but I feel like this is a time where he needs to step up to occasion. I, I, I don't understand, and it kind of frustrates me Um, in his characterization, because I feel like at this point in the show, Jordan should be shouldn't be as wimpy i guess um and it just feels like in these moments it's his puppy love that's just like so annoying sometimes um it's just him and sarah just can be annoying together and separate from each other when they're talking about one another they can be pretty annoying but honestly surprisingly sarah when she when her story focuses on jordan i don't feel at least not recently I don't feel too annoyed, but I know prior, like, when she broke up with him, and I'm like, didn't you kiss someone else, and you're mad at him? Not saying, like, not saying that their relationship wasn't doomed to fall apart, but what I'm saying is, is, like, you're holding him to such a, such a high standard, and yet you didn't hold yourself to that standard. That's why the Bible says, judge not, least you be judged, for which judgment, for which measures you judge, you will, it will be measured back to you. Uh, the last part, I'm paraphrasing, but yes. This, 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 it just drove me up the wall. But speaking of female characterizations, I actually like Natalie in this episode. Um, I thought she was pretty good. Um, and I like, I feel for Natalie, actually, because I like how she said, you know, you, you, you treat me like a child. And John Henry's like, you are a child. And I understand as a father in that situation, I mean, obviously, I'm not a father, I'm not a parent, but I understand in a father in that, situ- uh, in that situation, you want to keep your child's innocence as long as they can. You want to keep them far away from the dangers of the world. And yet, he's been treating Natalie, at least at certain, and at certain circumstances, as an adult. So it's kind of like you're leading somebody on. And then right when you're like, Oh, you could be an adult. Ha, psych, you're back to the you're back to being a child. You know, you're leading her on. And so she's thinking, "Oh, I can handle these adult situations." But then you're like, "But you're a child." You you're sending her two different messages as a father. So I truly understand and I've experienced that myself um where um she feels like she should be treated a bit more mature. And I honestly surprisingly for once I dislike Natalie. But in this episode, I thought she was extremely likable, and I actually agree with her. But continuing, gosh, um, with the female characters, it's just like Lucy in this episode is so gosh darn annoying. This is what I mean by we're rehashing stuff that's already happened. We already know how Lucy feels about her mom and about Lois, and I'm 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 betting I said it in the very first episode of the season. I think we're gonna see their mom maybe in a flashback. She doesn't have to. Uh, show up physically but maybe in a flashback but we already know this we already know this and the way that that um lucy was interacting with Allie made me think that they were together you know like i have friends that are that are females and um we don't talk like this 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm not attracted to them whatsoever. And we don't talk like this. So I was just curious. I'm like, is she, are they together? I mean, maybe later on we'll figure it out. Uh, I think it's a no, but just the way that it was being played up made me think that it was. But yes, Lucy is just, I don't understand what this show and their female characters. And it, abso- it absolutely drives me up the wall. You know, last episode we had Lana, excuse me, who was being reasonable in a sense, but was also being extremely unlikable. And then we have her daughter being unlikable, Natalie being unlikable. The only, even Chrissy, and the and she shows up in this episode. And she's like, oh, why'd you lie to me? I'm like, Chrissy, relax. And truthfully, the only likable, consistently likable female character I find personally is Lois. I mean, the show's titled Superman and Lois, so you would expect her to be the most likable out of all the characters with her being a main protagonist, uh, one of the main protagonists. Um, But yeah, I find that to be a problem with this show. Um, I'm not typically the one to be like, oh, female this, female, you know, I think we've all know this by now. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I'm very, um, I'm not all for this forced diversity or women this, women that, black people this, black people that. I'm more of just, I like a good cohesive story. Uh, And if you tell that cohesive story with with characters that just so happen to be black or with characters that just so happen to be women, I'm I'm fine. But it, it does bother me. Because I mentioned before that Superman is surrounded by very strong female characters. And when you, it seems like it's kind of devaluing that. When you devalue that, you devalue Superman. Um, and that is just a criticism I have, I have of this show. I know I'm uh, like crapping on this episode. But there's some things I really enjoyed. I did enjoy um, Clark talking to Jonathan. And I, I really, what I like about this show... And I guess there's something I just thought of, too. But what I like about this show is you get to see Superman be a father. And him being a father makes him more human. Um, because there's a lot of people who could put themselves in that situation. Um, whether it's... I mean, I'm not a parent. But I can put. I, I feel for Superman and feeling alienated. And feeling unable to be completely honest with people. Even your children. Of course, I don't have children. But I can understand like even people that you are related to. You struggle to be honest with them. And you're doing your best. You're doing your best in ev- in every area. And sometimes your best is not enough. And you feel that guilt. And I feel that for Superman. I feel that for Clark. I f- I f- I, even though, of course, and here we come. Superman is a straight, cis, white male. But I still relate to Superman. I feel like Superman is one of the most relatable superheroes. Way more than Batman. But that's a different conversation. But I, I just like seeing him be human. I think... And another way that people relate to Superman is because they feel alienated. They feel like they don't fit in. Uh, whether <laughs> you're not an actual alien, but you can understand, you could feel like I was actually having a conversation with somebody today where you feel like you don't fit in to a certain, you know, label. Like, let's say, oh, you're white and you're supposed to hang out with the white people, but you don't feel like, you know, you, you don't really necessarily relate with them. Or you hang out with the black people and then they say, oh, you're trying to be black uh, and you don't relate. And you feel alienated, you feel isolated, and I feel that for Superman. But also, what I like about the show is you see that Lois is a mother. And, um, you know, we, we see Lois just throughout media as this hard worker, as a woman, as a reporter. And I wish we see more of that in this show, and I, I hopefully that, that happens later on in, in, in the next season. 
Um, we saw uh, with uh, season one, but hopefully we see a bit more of that next season. But because um, obviously I doubt this is going to happen this season. I mean, the season is wrapping up, and this is why I said I feel like this is a filler episode. Because yes, Superman at the end loses his powers, but it felt so anticlimactic, especially with how he loses his powers. You know. But um, yes, I like that. You know, we we we've characterized uh, uh Lois. You know, ever since 38 as a businesswoman or as a woman who's, you know, gets her gets the job done. She's the one you call on when you need uh, a dependent reporter. But I like that even though she's a reporter, her innate instincts as a mother come out very well. And I think because she's a reporter, it makes her motherly instincts or just her as a mother even more scary, I guess. Um, And I love that about Lois and. You know, once again, Lois is in several ways not like me, but yet I relate to her. I relate to her um, her need to be in control of things, even though it's out. A lot of things are out of con- out of her control. Uh, her frustration, you know, not just as a as a reporter, but as a mother. She, I don't want to say she's disappointed in her boys, but she gets frustrated a lot, rightfully so, because they disobey her, and you understand that. And I think this is just the perfect melding of the show of Superman and Lois. You think of these, you think of, I, I personally, I think of uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman when I think of Superman and Lois. But then I like how you put a spin on it. You think of these people, of these people who uh, work on their relationship, but you see them work on their relationship before getting married. But I like how with this show, we're already in the relationship. They have kids. They, they're they 15 years in with these children and obviously longer in their relationship. So I, I just love this about that show. Even even, even though I have uh, crapped on this episode a lot, I really do enjoy this. Uh, enjoy, enjoy that nature about the um, about this show. I also enjoy, I mean, this show, I've talked about it time and time again, how this show is just... Um, about family, I do enjoy that. Even though Kyle and Lana are presumably going through a divorce, they are still friends. They are still there for one another. One another, and even though Lana has every right to be frustrated with Kyle and not want to talk to him, they talk for the sake of their children. But I like that, even though it seemingly is for the sake of their children, they're still cordial, independent from their children. Um, yeah. This episode was just not it for me. I really did feel like it was a filler episode, save for Superman losing his powers. I didn't have much notes. Because <laughs> this episode was just like, blah. You know, I think Lucy is just really dragged this episode down. And we've already seen, you know, we've already seen a lot of stuff unfold with her. And I just don't think she's a very interesting character. Like, I feel for her. Don't get me wrong. I feel for, I definitely, I feel for, for her feeling like second fiddle but it's just the way that has been portrayed i wish she was a bit more likable but she's not and i yeah i i wish she was a bit more likable but she's not so uh to rate this episode i gave it a three out of five i had sorry i had a i mean the one prediction is that um lois's mother is gonna um appear i had another one but i actually forgot but i'm assuming next episode is kind of be like there's an episode in smallville where super where clark because he's not superman clark loses his powers i'm I'm expecting it to be 
I guess similar to that, where he just goes through his day to day without powers and having to stand by without powers and probably having to lead on lean on uh uh Jordan. I mean, they talked about this in the, in the, at the end of the episode how John Henry's like, we need to step up, and so I'm I'm assuming. I mean, they've already done that before when he was gone those thirty days and thirty nights. So I'm assuming that they will all step up for the sake of Superman, but eventually he'll get his powers back, maybe through Tauro. I'm saying bring back the solar flare because that made no sense how it didn't come up last episode. But hey, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, share with someone you think will like it, even someone think won't like it, and I will be back Monday with Avatar The Last Airbender. But until then, peace.